Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. You can listen to me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm also through Buzzsprout.com. They a distribution of anybody's podcast that they pay a subscription to. And it goes out to any of the podcasts that you choose to be on or whatever. Or sometimes they have subcontracts with certain podcast uh, or uh, groups as well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a good old afternoon on a Friday. And it's a beautiful day outside. I'm here with my main man, Sean from the Midwest, Mr. Michigan State, wearing a pit jersey on. Don't know why. He's a little confused by where he lives. Say hi to Sean, everyone. I'm really glad to be back. Thanks for having me, Mr. Andre. It is awesome that we have uh, the sun outside and it's three days in a row. It's not cloudy or raining or snowing. And it's only going to get warmer. It's supposed to be 45 next week. I know. You think. You think that that little rascal. That little weasel, that little rat. That little rat said six more weeks of winter. Well, no shit. And that groundhog. Yeah, no shit. It's going to be six more weeks because it will only be in the middle of March. <laughs> right? Yeah. First day of spring is what, April 21? I think it is. I believe so. So, of course. Almost Easter. Of course, because then that means it's always going to be that far away from spring. Never changes, folks. Spring never changes. Fall never changes. Summer never changes. Winter doesn't change. It's the same cycle over and over again. So I guess what, folks? We're going to talk about sports again. We're going to talk about maybe between 25 to 30, maybe 45 minutes. And we're going to lead off with the last week game between the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. And how much, how much BS did I think that the Kansas City Chiefs got a lucky couple of breaks during the last three and a half, four minutes of the game with the intentional grounding. Well, first of all, I want to say, okay, of course we were unfortunately wrong that the Bengals lost, um, but I'm going to go back on that for a second. Like you said, the last three or four minutes of the game was really a joke. Um, I do like Patrick Mahomes, but I do like Joe Barrow more. And the thing is, especially the last two minutes, like you said, Andre, how does the biggest play of the game third and six, third and seven, maybe. The play is actually called, goes through the whole play, and then they come back and say they're going to redo the down. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, good old uh, Goodell um, somehow must have been on the phone calling New, uh, New York or wherever the main station is for instant replay. Because it would have been fourth and seven. They would have had to go for it. Or maybe they even would have punted. Uh, I would have been livid if I was the Bengals. Whole offense, defense, the coach, just watching his mannerisms because the game was tied at that time, 2020. Could have went to overtime or the Bengals could have won. And what a heartbreaker to lose in the AFC Championship the exact score of the Super Bowl last year, 23-20. Oh, yeah, you're right. They did lose the same score. That is right. That's nuts. You know what? 
let's talk about it a little bit more detail. All right. First of all, did you get a coach from the Kansas City that runs out to the field just or during the play and third down and whatever, and then the, for some reason they all say the whistle was blown. It was super loud. I don't know how loud it was in there, but no one could hear it. So you do see a replay, and if you if you take the the video and you, you go back and you spread out the whole field, you can see one of those coaching staff or players, whoever, or training or whatever person standing about ten yards in in the football field. That's a crack of shit. But the problem with that, that is that possible someone's out there. Like the that. problem with that is Andre. Even if the guy is out there, there was no time out. They just said that the whistle was blown supposedly accidentally to give the Chiefs one more extra down. I mean, I don't know. The, the, the refs, I, I don't know. I don't want to blame refs and all of that stuff, but I don't know how, without it being a timeout, that you get an extra down well, in a crucial game. It just doesn't make sense because, because all, right, all right, let's really talk about this. I've been saying this for years. I've been saying that the NFL isn't really what it's out to make it to be. I think a lot of this stuff is not real. It's so-called scripted. And I know that we've gone into this conversation a little bit too fast, but I just saw on TikTok another podcaster. I don't know where who he is. And he had Adrian Foster on it, an, an ex-Texan running back during the time of J.J. Watt's greatness. And, and he explained that during the preseason, they would have a whole big old script of what, what, what games you're going to lose and what games you're going to win. And every practice for the next week, you would practice that script. So there would be certain uh, penalties called on the offense and certain on the defense. And every player on every team knows this. And one of the good examples is that your, your man, Tom Brady, coming back and being Atlanta Falcons. Some people think that's the most scripted football scenario you can ever imagine. I want to go back to Arian Foster for a second because um, that Houston Texans team was actually pretty good because they had J.J. Watt, and they actually, I think, wasn't Watson on that team for a little while. Yeah. Um, no, and Air- no, Watson wasn't on that team yet. He was still in college. Oh, it might have been Matt Schwab, Schwab. way back. Yeah, because you brought up the Falcons. He, yeah. yeah, thank you for correcting me. It must have been Matt Schwab and somebody else. But Where are you? Mm, I don't know. But at least Matt Schwab. Uh, the kicker is, and Arian Foster was a pretty good running back. He at least had one or two yard, two years of a thousand yards and carries. Um, you made a big point to me when we were not when we were off the air that Arian Foster is a very bright man. Um, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a he's a, actually I think he's actually a physicist. 
Like he's that smart. Like he doesn't actually need football to survive. And it's kind of ironic that Arian Foster comes out with this, you know, Thursday after the Chiefs win the game, the extra play. Obviously, it was home field advantage, too. So don't tell me. Yes, it might have been loud. But always remember, when the home team has the ball, it is a little bit quieter. Yeah. So your offense should be able to hear a whistle. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's hard for me because I love sports and I hope that it's wrong that the game is scripted, but it goes all the way back to my grandfather saying it. Um, it would change the game of how far, how far ago was that? He said that my grandfather just passed away like 12 years ago. And he probably said it like 20 years ago that sports in general is scripted. Yeah. Like, like for the, for example, I think, I mean, 20 years ago, that was a couple of years after the MJ era. But I think the MJ, the last two championships of Michael Jordan was scripted, most definitely. That was most definitely the most scripted. Think about this. You're playing against the Jazz. The Jazz knows you hand and foot exactly what you're going to do. And then that, that push-off from uh, Michael Jordan pushing off Russell to get his first name or his last name, and they don't make a call. And then he makes that last big phenomenal shot that Michael Jordan always made. Like, Michael Jordan is younger years. He made those shots look amazing because they were actually real. That shot in itself, being pushing off off Russell off him to make that last second shot for the sixth championship, you could tell that was scripted. It was scripted. It was just, it was a nice getaway to let Jordan go out in the sunset. And it would have made him now to be the greatest basketball player of all time. But he he came back. And he came back and he ruined it. Well, he didn't really ruin it. Well, he did ruin it because he couldn't stay away from the game because he was that drugged into it. Or, like, he just loved it. But going for that answer of the greatest basketball player, then you can actually talk about Kareem and Jabbar or LeBron James. With LeBron not getting as many calls as Jordan. Because we could go back to the last three out of five games the Lakers getting screwed, even though I'm not a Lakers fan. Yeah, but I think I think the fact that they had his teams, he's been in the finals for 10 years in a row, and then he finally got out of that 10-year cycle. So my key question to you is, are you telling me that every sport is scripted? I think it is. So you're telling me it's almost like the WWE? It is because they need to stick to like they they need the superstars and all these all all of us are like sheep and we follow the sheep master and then we're like the puppets like master of the puppets of Metallica and we listen to our master and our masters are our superheroes. Our superheroes are people like LeBron James, Tom Brady, and everyone who follows suit on Michael Jordan. And it's easier to control people and their money. But what if what if it's not just an individual player? Because let's say, for example, oh, yeah. the Golden State Warriors is a team. 
It's yeah. not one player. Like, no. I don't think um, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Curry, if they were by themselves, they could win a championship. No, but for example. So why, how could you say that was scripted for five championships? For example. And Durant went there, was that scripted too? Yeah. After he couldn't finish three games against the Golden State Warriors way back? For example, if you take a team, okay, what team did did the Warriors lose to besides Cleveland? What other team was that? I don't remember what team played against. They're five of seven. Yeah. So what other team besides the Cavaliers did they lose to? Or was it the twice to the Cavaliers? Could have been Miami? No, that was Dallas. No, that's Dallas. Miami and Dallas. No. Whatever team was out there that played against the Warriors to lose one of their two championships, that team, whoever lost, was told the script. And they said, this is the shot that you're going to miss purposely. This is the free throw that you're going to miss purposely. This is the foul that you're going to commit purposely. And then you'll get paid. So you're telling me, just like the Dallas Cowboys, that they told uh, Dak Prescott to throw interceptions? You know, I really don't know if Dak Prescott is that bad or is that naive. I don't get Dak Prescott. I think think when he was in his rookie year, he looked phenomenal. And then after his rookie year, he looked like shit. So if every sport is scripted, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt for a second here. Um, It just makes money. But I love the game for the game. And I think you do too. That's the problem. So if me and you are out there on a team, okay, right? And we are, obviously we're not the the number one player. We're not the number two, three, four. But we could be the sixth man. Let's just say we're the sixth man, okay? If I'm the sixth man, I'm not going to lose on purpose. No, I'm not going to do it. But you know what? Then, but you know how they fix that. So they're going to find me. What are they going to do? No, you know how they fix that. They'll take you out of the game for that many minutes. So that time in the period of the game where they need a foul from you to come in, and you don't want to give the foul, they'll take you out and give it to the guy that wants to get paid the extra twenty thousand dollars in their pocket. So, for example, they go, oh, I don't no, know why Sean's going to – Sean is not in the, in the game. Well, I wonder why. He's the best sixth man on the team, and he hasn't missed anything yet. And he hasn't committed a foul. Well, I don't know what's going on. Like that, I mean, look, the guys, majority of the guys who are playing basketball now are not that wealthy, besides maybe the, the riches of the rich, okay? But they're making at least, like – the bench warmers are now making at least $1.2 million a year, where 20 years ago they were only making about $30,000 a year for a bench warmer. So are we both agreeing, because I'm 40 and you're 42, 43, yeah. that during Jordan's era, during let's go to football for a second, you know, I think Perry, Dan Marino, you know, Troy Aikman, the game was still the game and wasn't compromised, right? You're telling me at least 20 years ago it wasn't compromised. When, we, think, when we grew up, the game wasn't compromised, correct? Yeah. Like, it was not rigged. I think, I think... I believe that at least. Well, I would say this. I think the game wasn't rigged, but I think they knew 
how to not rig the game without making it look obvious. Like for the, for example, the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Cap, the Cleveland Browns have been horrible for thirty years. They suck. Yes. I think <laughs> what I think they were two teams that were easily able to project a foul, a penalty, and everything with it. And you know what? They could flew the flag on Detroit for a game for the Bears and for the and Brett Favre's uh, Green Bay Packers or Dan Marino's uh, offense. They could have made a bad call, and then people like, oh, Detroit just got a bad call. Or when they let the Saints win the championship against Brett Favre when he was at the Vikings. Is that what you were saying? That too. I mean, like, like I think it was easier to hide the script with D- teams like Detroit Lions and El- El- Atlanta Falcons and uh, and uh, anyone out there, or like Cleveland Browns. But now every team is about the same. Every team out there has about the same type of athletes. There's not one bad team out there anymore. The you Houston know? Rockets are trash. They're trash. The Orlando Magic are trash. Yeah, but they're easier. But that's a the team. Pistons suck. Yeah, but they're it, that. Those are teams that's easier for them to call fouls on because everyone knows they're trash. So the Pistons and the and the Houston, if they were a better team, it'd be more difficult to script that game. But because they're so bad, they don't have to worry about that game being spread out or point spread. Or so let's say, for shits and giggles, I agree with you to say that a couple of sports well, you could could be rigged, could be scripted. Yeah. But we are 21 days away from Major League Baseball. I 100% believe that cannot be scripted. I, I think this about Major League Baseball. I think it used to be a lot more scripted, especially in the 1920s and 30s with the, with the New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox and, and, and the Dodgers in the 50s and the Giants of the 50s. But now that every team's that good, and now that they have their, their TV and cameras watching every single pitch, it's more difficult for the umpires to call a bad pitch. And everyone knows it now, so now they have to rely on teams that are actually a good team. So baseball's not scripted. I think it could be scripted. Soccer's not scripted. Uh, why, why couldn't it be? You could get some bad call for Rolando or Messier or some European soccer league, and they're just the tennis. Mm, no, I don't think tennis is because no one cares about tennis. It doesn't make it doesn't. I'm not a big tennis fan either, but I mean but Venus and Ag back in the day with Agassi and yeah, Pete Sappers and. But that's the that that was the peak of male tennis. The peak of female talent tennis was with Serena Williams. But even they didn't care much about Serena Williams. Because oh. Serena Williams didn't bring enough money into the game. Even though she was the greatest or is the greatest female uh, tennis player of all time. Until this 16-year-old golf comes. Yeah, but she's so up. Look, I just think, I just think it's just more... F- I think with the casinos, and I think with the leagues, I think they're able to make... Point spreads. Think about the point spreads. Why is it that they always kind of know what the point spreads of the games are? Where any given, if a game was that 
true, if that game was that true, it'd be impossible to give a, a point spread because you can have a, a a team can have an off night and just win by thirty, or a team could be having a a, a great game and win by fifteen. So you're telling me all these games. But all the people that do those is people that are the smart persons that do it into. Yeah, I mean on the computer and all that, but I'm still, still you can't, you can't. I mean, if you, if we want to believe that sports is real, you can't really think that people like LeBron James can score forty points eight games in a row, or Kobe did, or Michael Jordan did, or other players in the league could. It's just not possible. I mean, there's just players that will have a good night that's that is not a good player, and their and their and their ace of a player isn't doing anything. So you're telling me when LeBron or LeBron has an off night, he misses on purpose? No, no, I'm saying like it's just not. To me, it's just not possible. For someone like LeBron James to be 38 years old and play like he's 22 years old. He's physically a lot more slower, a lot more tiring. He's not, I mean, he just, when your body hits a certain age, it, it just slows down. I mean, even though LeBron James looks like he's still 25, he's still more sore. His knees hurt. And think about this. This is something about Charles Barkley is upset about. He's upset that all these all-star players are not playing every night like they did back in the Pistons era, or the Bad Boys, or the Chicago Bulls, or the Boston Celtics. Because you know why? Because they don't need to. They make so much money that they don't have to kill themselves on the court anymore. They can take nights. They can take nights off because they want to. But when they do that. It it's pretty sad that it ruins the game and you have the people that have only been able to afford one game in their life to yeah. go to. But I will admit, even when that does happen, I want to throw this out to the Miami Heat this week. Jimmy Butler didn't play this week, and a girl was super, super young. And um, they saw that she had traveled so many miles and was holding up a sign, was with either a mother or a brother, and... Uh, the Miami Heat organization, at the end of the game, they pulled her aside, gave her a Jimmy Butler signed jersey, and then took a picture with one of the players and uh, had a signed ball. So at least the organizations in general, when some of this stuff goes down, at least they make it right. Well, I think, I think the best way to fix that problem is this. The players have to do a signing day for, for fans. Just have, like, you know what? You, if you're not going to play for a week, then before the game, you're going to have to sign autographs and meet and, meet and greet. That's how you fix that problem. Like, like, I'm not saying Jimmy Butler is not hurt. I'm just saying that Jimmy Butler is now smart enough to realize, like, you know what? I don't need to physically hurt myself every night in and night out just so that I can make other people happy. Yes, I know it's part of my job. But now these guys are making money off the court. They don't. Some of these guys are you know, becoming more intelligent off the court and going back to school and business or marketing or they're owning their own brand or they're starting their own business. They just, players are getting, like 30, 40 years ago, 
if you were playing basketball, that's all you had, and that's all you know. And then as soon as you retired, that was it. Besides people like Isaiah Thomas and Larry Bird and Michael Jordan, those are exceptional. So to come to a conclusion on part of this, I think we can both agree that part of this stuff is scripted because I don't think – even when you're a mediocre team and you made it to the NBA, you should never lose by 30 fucking points. Well, yeah, exactly. Because that's a, I mean, that, look, I think teams that lose by 30 to 40 points are really that bad. That might be true. And because they're that bad, the, the casinos can take a hit and say, oh, shit, we effed it up. And we should have said plus 35 instead of plus 20. Because those are the games that usually become plus 20. And then you're kind of like, are they really going to lose by that much? There's no way. <laughs> that is true. Like when, they put a, when they put Alabama in college football minus 48 points, and you're like, oh, do I really touch this? And then they win by 52. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, Think about the Pistons. For a while they were, for a while they were losing by 15, 20. And so you, it, it was an easy pick for them to lose by plus 10. But now, lately, they've been playing magically better. I, Even when they don't have half of their team. And Cunningham, and Cunningham has not played a total of 40 games in two seasons. I, he's, I think, you know what I think? I know we don't want to say this on air. I think they should trade him. I think Ivy's a better player. I think so, too. Big 10, baby. Boiler up. Yeah. I think, I really do think that, I really do think that they should trade him. Before his, oh, before it's only his, the second year though, bud. Before his, before his rookie contract comes up, if he's kind of like doing the same thing next year, begin next year, and like, and the coaches realize that he doesn't want to play, since or, or he doesn't want to play in Detroit. Since you brought up trade, that's a perfect transition to our lovely cancer, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. I like that guy. Wants to transfer. I get. Brought oh, you man. by boredom. Once again, I cannot stand that guy going all the way back to Coach K's years at the University of Duke. He pushes out LeBron, and I don't like LeBron, but then LeBron comes back and wins one with Cleveland. But Kyrie is a cancer. Well, I think maybe he's one of the smarter guys out there that doesn't have to play overnight. Maybe he's just Yeah, bored. he's also the only one that won't take a COVID fucking shot either. Yeah. Well, he hits his right. He does. He does. I mean, look, think about this. I don't care if he doesn't want to play. I think there's so much more to him than, than meets the eye. I think he's, I think players like him, they understand, like, he is like Adrian Foster. He's that much more advanced in his way of thinking about things in life that he doesn't have to use basketball to make money. Like, I feel like, I feel like with him, he'd be totally fine without basketball. The shitty thing about it is that we're basketball fans and we want to see the best teams and best players on the court. So that's why he's a cancer. But in reality, maybe he's that smart that he's like, fuck this. I don't need basketball every night. I don't need to make people happy. I don't care if they travel 300 miles to see me because I can make money or I can get a job or a career doing whatever I want to do. Because we all know that he can't win it by himself. Because LeBron came back to Cleveland and won it. He had a pretty good stacked team <laughs> in Boston. And as much oh, as yeah, I, like yeah. Jay, I don't like Jason Tatum, but you got Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, and Brown, and Al Horford probably still in his prime. 
you know, how does that team not put a ring on their finger? I don't know. I think and then now you got the Nets. All I got to say, and they still can't do anything. Well, well Ben Simmons is cancer too, but. Well, Kevin, well, I think Kevin Durant's hurt. I think Kevin Durant's hurt because he knows that Kyrie Irving's not want, he doesn't want to play. And then he's got Ben Simmons. For some reason, <laughs> look, I think Ben Simmons has got really mental, like he's got really mental problems. I don't even think it's about basketball. He is the worst three-point shooter in history. What was it? Three seasons? It took three seasons before he made his first three-pointer, if I remember correctly. It was Ben Simmons. But yeah, but but wasn't he? But wasn't he a decent player before? Like he was a great player at LSU. But wasn't he at least a decent player in the what is the Seventy Sixers for a bit? He couldn't shoot threes. Oh, I thought he was a decent player. He was a decent player, but he couldn't shoot threes. Oh. So maybe, well, I think that center for the 76 Joel Bean? I think he's a dick. I think he could be a dickhead. Well, it's Kansas for you, too. Well, he is from, he, well, he is from Africa. And he has a different way of thinking. People from South Africa, or South, yeah, South Africa, they are a lot smarter than they look. And they don't understand why certain people are just effing lazy. So they must think that Ben Simmons is the most, must be one of the laziest basketball players of all time. So maybe that's why Joel Ebon doesn't like him. Like, I, I just think a lot of these players are lazy because they're now the second, third generation of, of, of wealth. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Ford, it's kind of like when Henry Ford started the car factory, he was, he was the Michael Jordan, the LeBron, and Magic Johnson of that era. And when his grandson took over it, he had third generation of money and wealth, and he kind of shit over 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 the over the Ford in- industry, and they started uh, having problems. And the same thing with the, all these players. They're third, fourth generation of wealth from the Michael Jordan era, and <laughs> and now they're just kind of like. They don't care because they don't have to try hard anymore. So let's humor this trade trade talk, right? Um, since we are, I mean, it's almost the all-star break and the trade deadline is less than 10 or 12 days away. Um, I want to bring in one more name other than Kyrie Irving uh, after we talk about Kyrie Irving. But if Kyrie Irving is going to be traded from the Nets, his contract is almost, it's got to be th- Somewhere between if I'm thirty-five and forty million dollars, so draft backs got to be compensated, and one or two players. And I guess what team wants to deal with Mister Cancer himself? The Clippers. The Clippers are always the scapegoat for for bad or or argumental players, and then <laughs> you're right. And then Kiwi, no, Kyrie Leonard is going to go back to, he's going to play with uh, Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, and I think Kevin Durant and Ke- uh, Kyrie Leonard are going to get along just fine. So you're telling me it's going to be a trade, Kyrie Leonard uh, for Kyrie. Yeah. So you're saying you heard it here first on the show that that's what's going to be the trade. And that would be a straight up thing, probably, not yeah. any draft picks. Same amount of money. I think Kyle Leonard doesn't want to be in L.A. That's and his I, hometown, though. Yeah, but the team sucks. He should have stayed in Toronto. Like, he doesn't like anybody. He's just like, 
just I think no, they, they, he was a dick in San Antonio. Do you know? Wow, that's because Tom. Uh, what's that? What's Parker? What's his name? Tony Parker. Uh, because I heard Ginobili. That, I think I, I think I heard that Tony Parker was kind of a dickhead on that team at the time because he was no longer he was no longer the starter of the team, and they were kicking him out. He got some so, ring. He got a couple of rings down there. Yeah, but you start getting slower, and you start having sex with everyone's wife on the team. You're kind of a douchebag. You're talking about Parker? Yeah, Tony Parker had white, had sex with uh, Rick. Oh, what's that guy's name? Was uh man West Rick West Jerry one of Jerry West's sons' wives. Oh, yeah. So that's the Tony Parker that we know. But I'm telling you, the the, the Clippers do like to go after people that are you know. I mean, they got John Wall on that team, so. And, and I think, and I really do think, uh, Paul George likes playing with uh, Kyrie. I think they're best friends. I would, I wouldn't be surprised. I think, I think, I think what they should do is start a basketball team in in Saudi Arabia and put Kyrie Leonard in in a in a in a what's this guy's name? Who? Kyrie Irving and Kaiwa Leonard oh. on, on a Saudi Arabia team just for giggles because why not? They've got a live golf league out They're going to go have seven wives too? Yeah, sure. Why not? They can do whatever they want to do. They, they can play in the middle of the desert and start their own league and be bitching about how much they hate the heat. Side note, I don't know why you don't have the Pebble Beach uh golf thing on your tv right now but that's a side note what turn it on? um anyway here the other person that i wanted to bring up is and it's gonna take a lot for this trade to happen um he's a phoenix son chris paul chris paul he's a jerk too there is going to be a trade for, yeah, because the, a three-team trade. You know, it's too bad. It's going to involve the Lakers. He's going to go play with LeBron. Really? Yeah, he's going to go play with LeBron. This is the right remote. I think I think that that's the one that I would look at. Chris Paul going to the Lakers, but there was a uh, to get off the NBA here. Uh, there was a miracle last night. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines won, and uh, <laughs> I think they're twelve and eleven now, one game over five hundred. And uh, they really put a pound. As much as I do bleed green and white, uh, I do have a Michigan State tattoo. A lot of times, I do wear my Michigan State socks. I got Michigan State at my car, but Michigan really looked good last night, and they right. took a pounding to Northwestern. Wow, it's, I just think I just think Michigan. I, I don't know. Maybe Howard came back. I don't know. Maybe his uh, Howard's son came back and started playing. But that's pretty bad when you have one player that that doesn't play and your whole team just kind of falls off the wagon like you're drunk. I mean, like I still think. I still think that Dickerson is by far maybe, unfortunately, the most overrated basketball player for Michigan right now because he's too slow. For that team, do I think he's good for college basketball? Yes, but I think he's 
slowing the whole team down. Howard's a better player. Well, yeah. But my point is that he's so... Like, Dickerson needs to be methodically touching the ball. He plays like the old, old NBA style with a center, passing the ball from the from point A and then finding the open player, or he makes a move inside to make a shot. But he's too slow. He's too, just too slow. Michigan has a bunch of players who are like recreational A from A leagues where they run up down the court. And I can probably say this. I think if Dixon is out there, in majority of the games, I guarantee you, I think Michigan State could beat them seven out of ten times. I think I, not. Even, I'm not even talking about Michigan State. I just think they look worse with them. You're right. Yeah, they, th- the the game is slowed down. He just slowed down. I think he'd be. I think he'd be a great six man to come off the bench. But I don't know how that would even work because he's got a great three point shot, but he's just not that quick. And for example, if you come off a rebound and the other team is running up down the court, he's still lagging back. So it's four on five. It's like watching hockey three against five, basically. So since we're on the lovely University of Michigan today, which we all know as much as this hurts me to say, the GOAT supposedly retired for the second time this week. Tom Brady... Is it really true that he is gone? I know that you mentioned to me a couple of days ago he actually took his account off Twitter, which maybe that's a sign, but maybe that's just a sign that I want to take a break till June or July until the Las Vegas Raiders come calling and he wants one more ring. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. I think, I think the NFL has gone away from this style of play. I just think that People are finally getting sick of seeing him. I think even Michigan fans like myself, like we kind of know it's a little pathetic that we have a 45-year-old man that can hardly, hardly run out of the pocket. And then you got people running bad out of hell after Mahomes and still able to sack him every once in a while. And I just think, I think, I think Tom Brady needs to realize that it's okay to walk away from the game. Now, I think the one thing he's worried about is that, wait, what's he going to do? And maybe well, he already has a contract with Fox. But maybe he's not that good on TV. Like, Troy Aikman's a genius. And so is Tony Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo. But, but nobody's that great. That What's-his-face, yeah. freaking Fox, former Carolina t- tight end. Oh, you don't like that dude? That, uh, what's his name? Uh, Olsen. Olsen, yeah, Olsen. Yeah, I don't think he's that bad. I just think he's just a tight end that tells the game what he, how he says it, and he's not that bad. I've seen worse. Chris Spielman was worse. <laughs> That's true. Which, and Max Johnson was worse. So I don't believe Tom Brady is retired completely. And the only reason I'm going to say, and the only reason I won't believe it, because I think he's, I still think he's going to go to Las Vegas Raiders. But I will put a little stipulation on that thing. Until the day that he signs a one-day 
fucking contract with the New England Patriots will this topic be closed. If he does not, until he does not sign a contract, a one-day contract to retire a New England Patriot, his name is going to be across the board and is still available. And the longer this lasts, that he doesn't sign that contract with the New England Patriots, and we're here and, and, and we're still talking and doing different podcasts come June or July, and he has not signed a one-day contract, I guarantee you he will be on a team. You think so? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe the best transition for Tom Brady is to be the understudy of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan's quarterback coach. I just think, like, I really think that Tom Brady loves the game that much. He's going to go be a quarterback coach and make $7 million when he's making $42 million, Or he's probably going to make $30 million for Fox. Well, maybe he wants to. Like, sometimes you go and take a pay cut just because you want to be part of a team. I think that's something about Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Tom Brady. They're going to miss being around the boys. They're going to miss talking to shit, going out with the bars having a couple of cocktails, doing that. That's what I think he misses. I don't think he's going I don't, I, I, I think that, I think if he was a true playboy, he would have just like, ah, oh, fuck it, yeah, I'm just going to have sex with a bunch of 22-year-olds. I'm going to be like Leonardo, Leonardo or whatever his name is in Hollywood. But I think he's going to miss, I think that's the aspect of the game he's going to miss, that competition. He's going to be so bored talking about a team that sucks that bad. Did you see him doing a broadcast game against the Detroit Lions and the, in, in the, New York, in, in the Patriots? He's going to like, oh, my. They both suck. But still, he'd be like, oh, my God, I would have done this. And you know what I mean? He would just start telling people what he would have done. And instead of, start, instead of sounding like a, a broadcaster, he's going to sound like a resentful retiree you know i just think i think the best thing i think what tom brady should do is coach high school football with his son that's a possibility and i think that that way he'll just kind of remember how much the game was fun how simple it was without all that money and unlike the joke of the pro bowl so we got the crappy pro bowl going on this weekend with uh Dodgeball, throwing their balls at each other. And then we also have, let's, let's tiptoe across the line and do figure uh, balancing. And then to top it off, folks, on Sunday, they'll be wearing little yellow flags to play flag football. And all I got to say about that is, because I'm not even going to spend five minutes on this conversation, is the Pro Bowl is a joke. When Tyler, when, when, when Huntley of the Baltimore Ravens makes the Pro Bowl on two fucking completed passes all season long. <laughs> I don't even know if Andre wants to talk about this for a second at all. <laughs> look, look, it's always about giving the fans what they want to see. Sometimes the players like him are the most underrated <laughs> talent, but people really can identify with them because they're like, I can't play football that well, but that guy can't play football that well, so I'm going to like that guy. <laughs> yeah, because it's in Vegas, and anything happens in Vegas this year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Like, I, still think, I still think that 
Sports is fun. Do we want to wish that sports wasn't scripted? Let's hope not. Do we want to wish that every game and everything mattered? Fuck. Sure we do. Do we think that the best teams that put together should win championships? Yes. Do we think the the do we want the do we want the underdog to win championships? Yes. Of course. But for some reason, we took the to end this conversation, this podcast, we decided to go all the way to Vince McMahon's house <laughs> in the Pro Bowl. Ask him how to script the, the whole thing and wonder, hey, do we need guys in their underwear to get more people to watch it? Because that's what you have them do. Because we're only three weeks away from the XFL, baby. I know. And then, and then after, and then during the spring or the summer, there's another league. There's so many goddamn leagues now. They're bringing the AFL back, by the way. Possibly the Grand Rapids, but we can talk about that later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this podcast. So that we're going to talk about a lot about sports, how sports might be scripted. We talk about uh, um, Kyrie Irving being yeah. traded. Exactly. We are talking about maybe Tom Brady, the greatest person on this planet that, li- that played at Michigan and the Patriots. And how much Sean wishes he was on his team instead of against them. Oh, and he probably isn't done retiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure Tom Brady knocks on your door when he says he's not retired. <laughs> Where is Michigan jersey? Hey, man, I'm back. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to the podcast. Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Thank you, thank you. Find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout. Thank you for distributing my stuff. Thank you, Sean. You're very welcome. Sean, just turn off that microphone. Till next time, America. Next time we'll talk about why, why Sean likes Michigan State so much, even though he can't spell and he went to that college. And we'll hit the Super Bowl next week. Super Bowl. Yeah, baby. <laughs>